Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, August the 5th, and we come to you after a... Phillies win in four and a half innings. We'll take it as the Phillies take a uh, have a 5-4 lead heading into the bottom of the fifth. Four and a half innings as short a complete game as you can play. And the rain comes. And the rain didn't even really come at first. It was kind of weird. I live in Philly, in South Philly. It wasn't really raining. It rained a bunch and it just stopped for a while. And apparently the rain was coming back and they ended up just calling it. And uh, the rain delay ended up being longer than the baseball game. So how about that? <laughs> Ultimately, um, the Phillies win. Phillies win! A 5-4 to four victory in Noah Syndergaard's less than thrilling debut as, Phillies, uh, as a Phillies pitcher, though he does get the win. Uh, uh, a win, a complete game win for Noah Syndergaard in his first Start as a Philly of four and a half inning, five inning for him, complete game win. How about it? Doesn't get better than that, does it? <laughs> Sinair was not great. We'll dive into it. Ultimately, though, a really nice win. You know, you'll take it. How about Nick Castellanos throwing out a runner at home to end the top of the fifth? Ultimately, a game winning throw out at home plate by Nick Castellanos. What world am I living in? If you told me the Phillies would win a game this year, and granted, in unique circumstance, that the Phillies would win a game this year on Nick Castellanos gunning a guy out at the plate to end the game for all intents and purposes, I would have said you were absolutely crazy. There is no chance in any world, in any timeline, that that could happen. And lo and behold, the Philadelphia Phillies on a Nick Castellanos got him down at home plate win the game. What a win. You needed it. <laughs> what a win is that? Maybe a little uh, over the top, but they did win and they needed it. Now they are in a three-way tie. The Phillies, the Cardinals, the Brewers. All three teams are 57 and 48. Phillies, nine games over 500 for the first time in, I don't know, 10,000 years it feels like. And now it's really, as we've talked about, a, a two spots for three teams type of thing, but really a two spots for for uh, one spot for two teams, one spot for two teams type of thing is the Brewers and the Cardinals fighting it out for the Central, the loser of that fighting out with the Phillies. And honestly, it's so funny because we've spent so much time talking about the Cardinals, looking at the Cardinals. Oh, the Phillies and the Cardinals, Phillies and the Cardinals. I think they're both making the playoffs. I think what we're seeing now, this little slide from the Brewers losing back-to-back games to the Pirates and the trade they made, the hater trade, sucking the life out of that team potentially and just, in all honesty, a less talented baseball team than the Phillies and Cardinals. I think when it's all said and done, the Phillies will be a playoff team and so will the Cardinals. I think the Brewers end up being the odd team out in this situation. That's certainly the way it's been trending over the last week, obviously, is now they're all tied and we've not 
again, really talk much about the Brewers. I've brought them up recently as, hey, 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 you know, Cardinals aren't that far behind the Brewers. Let's not say it's just the Phillies and the Cardinals. It's really Phillies, Cardinals, Brewers. And now it is definitively the Phillies, the Cardinals, and the Brewers. Luckily, both those teams, the Phillies have the season-long tiebreaker over. Go back to that hater game, the Alec Bohm, Matt Veerling home runs off hater. Pretty big. <laughs> they found a way to win that baseball game. Um, but ultimately, Philly's sitting in a nice spot with these two teams. Again, two teams that I think ultimately they're more talented than both, and I think they're absolutely more talented than the Brewers. Brewers have a really nice pitching staff, obviously, but but the offense is lacking, to say the least. Uh, I really think the Phillies are a better baseball team than the Brewers. Now they have to outplay them down the stretch, but so far so good as they have caught up to the Brewers, as have the Cardinals. As uh, you know, as recently as earlier this week, the Cardinals were three games back of the Brewers, and obviously the Phillies two games or three games back, depending on where they were at that moment. So um, this is good. This is good. This opens up more avenues, more opportunities for the Phillies to you know, find their way into the playoffs. Again, we had felt like it was really the Cardinals and the Phillies battling for that spot, especially after the Padres go get Soto and Bell and Hayter and Drury and that whole stuff. Um, it's nice to know that it's not just a one-versus-one because it does feel like when it's just one-versus-one, both teams could play well, whereas when three teams are involved, it feels like, all right, one of those two is going to fall apart, right? I mean, at least enough to let the Phillies get in. I do feel confident this morning. It is uh, you know August 5th. This is the the most confident I have felt that the Phillies will make the playoffs in uh, in a while here. You know, I've I've thought they were a playoff contender. I've thought they had a real chance. If you've listened to me, even you know when they lost those three to the Cubs, even prior to that to the All Star break, before they won three in Miami, that four game losing streak prior to that, where both times they were only three games above five hundred, I, I didn't bail. I didn't I didn't stop believing that this team was a playoff caliber team that they were going to be better than that to not overreact to those games. But I also was not fully hey they're making the playoffs. That's kind of where I'm at this morning. I think they're going to make the playoffs. That that's that's what I feel, and it's as much because of the Brewers as anything. I just think the Phillies are a better team than the Brewers, and with the Brewers coming back down to the pack, it really feels like that's the sign of where we're headed. We'll see. Look, the Brewers also have made the playoffs four, five straight years or something like that. Four years, something like that. So three, three out of four out of five, maybe something like that. I know it's been a um, a good run for the Brewers. They are a team that knows how to win those games, get there. So, um, you know, not, not uh, you know, calling it or anything, but I do feel very good. I feel very good about the Phillies making the playoffs this morning, which is um, the best I've felt. And again, nine games above five hundred. How about it? All right, we're going to look back to last night quickly before the game yesterday. Some big news. Shocking. You know, Gene Segura comes back reinstated. That was not shocking. Awesome to see Gene out on the field last night. You know, really, it was great. You know, that infectious vibe that he brings when, when things are going good. And uh, just to see him back there, see him interacting with teammates, he definitely seems like one of the better teammates. You always hear that about him. And um, it definitely feels that way anecdotally, just watching him interact with people. He seems like a fun dude on that team. Um, and I'm sure, you know, obviously he'll help. And he did look good in the box, you know. Um, was, uh, you know, felt like he had some good swings up there. Had one um, at bat where he, um, you know, only went over for 2 but did have a walk. Um but uh, over two did not have a walk, excuse me. Uh, only had two at-bats because, you know, the game was over quickly. Um, but uh, but he did have one foul ball that he roped down the left field line that was just foul. Would have been a home run if it had been fair. Looked, you know, he was swinging the bat pretty well. Exciting to see Gene back. But with that Gene news, prior to the game, we get the news, the update. As unexpected as, uh, as, as many things, I would say, this season that have happened, the Phillies outright release... 
Didi Gregorius. See ya, Didi, is what they said. And um, it was shocking. Absolutely shocking. And, you know, here's what I'll say. Um, first and foremost, shout out to Didi, uh, to the point I was made about Gene. He seems like a wonderful person who... You know, really was a good guy here, interacted with the fans on Twitter, you know, was a, was a good dude and, and a very likable person and is a sir, which is about as cool as it gets. But, um, you know, was good that first year here, you know, was a nice guy to have here. Um, and then obviously it really fell apart for him um, last year and this year and uh, has just been a, a shell of himself. He's been much better defensively, which has been fun to see, but, but just a shell of himself offensively. And... I applaud the Phillies for doing this. You know, uh, nothing against Didi. Again, I, I really liked him, um, but you know, there's no spot for him. You know, Gene's back. Stott absolutely has to play over Didi. He has been a significantly better baseball player than Didi over the last couple months. He's also part of your future. On top of that, Didi, you know, contract up at the end of the year. Massive mistake of a contract. We all know that. But um, Didi, um, you know, it was the right move. And it's something that the Phillies have so rarely done in their history. Honestly, I can't really remember a comp where the Phillies still had, you know, whatever it is, a few million left to pay him this year, you know, three, four, whatever it is, and just said, you know, we'll pay you to get out of here. I mean, that that is so, so un-Phillies, historically speaking. It is, it is, it is rare. I was shocked when they did it. I applaud them for doing it. You know, it, it takes some chutzpah to admit the mistakes. Um, they did it. I really, really appreciate it. Um, again, I, I like Didi. I will miss Didi from a personality, likability standpoint. But, you know, it's the best thing for the Phillies. It's the best thing for the Phillies. And when, when they made that Edmundo Sosa trade, I was like, that's kind of weird. Kind of a weird move to make. And turned out it wasn't. That they were like, all right, Bryson Stott's our shortstop. And this guy's going to be a defensive stalwart for us as a backup. And that's it. And and Didi's gone. And you still have Camargo in the Myers. You got Maton. You got guys you could cycle up if you need it. Guys who, frankly, have hit better than Didi when they've played and, you know, offer you other things defensively as well, more versatility than Didi. That's the other thing. But Didi's played good shortstop, but he doesn't move around the diamond the way those other guys do. So um, I think it was the right move. And again, I'm shocked. I'm shocked they released him. Shocked. I mean, the, in the in the last you know three days, they have gotten rid of Odubel Herrera, Juris Milian, and Didi Gregorius. Now, obviously, two of those unique in their in our hatred of them as Phillies. You know, not as you know, maybe as people too, but that's not a discussion. Um, but regardless of that, just as Phillies, the way they play, all that stuff um, to to get rid of those guys, um, such a massive you know addition by subtraction for this team in terms of the stupidity, the, the you know, Familia's case, just the ineffectiveness and all that. Like, those guys had to go and do just the dumb plays year after year after year. I've said it a million times on this show, but he is the single dumbest Philly I've ever watched in my lifetime in terms of on-the-field actions and decisions. Um, and obviously, we saw another one not not scoring on that that hit, uh, the short hit a few days ago, and, and Thompson tore into him. And, um you know, it's great to see those guys gone. And then for them to add Didi again, who is not the same site of not the same type of, of vitriol that we had for Didi, but Didi was also someone who was not helping this baseball team to admit those mistakes. And especially for Dombrowski. Dombrowski, who signed Didi to that contract, massive mistake, who gave Juris Familia six million dollars. Clearly a mistake. 
for Dombrowski to admit those mistakes. I really appreciate that. I really do. We have seen general managers in this city stick it out with their mistakes. Say, you know what? This guy's not good enough, but I spent a first round pick on him. Or this guy's not good enough, but I gave him a contract and we're gonna we're gonna ride this out. Um Dombo didn't do that. And I, I really do appreciate that. You know, he said, you know what, we need to win. We're moving forward. I made mistakes here, and I'm gonna correct those mistakes. And I Really, really appreciate that. Great stuff from Dombrowski there. All right, uh, let's get to the game last night um, as the Phillies do win it 5-4. to four. Um, It was a back-and-forth one as uh, the Nats go out in front. The first one, nothing. Then Reese Hoskins, a home run in the bottom of the first, rips one to left, 1-1. One, one. Then the Washington goes back ahead, 2-1 in the second. Then the Phillies take the lead on couple big ones, Reese Hoskins single, then an Alec Bohm home run to left gets a, lifts one out there. Bomer just continuing to be awesome. 5-2, but then it gets to the fifth and it's falling apart. 5-3, 5-4, runners on, and Nick Castellanos mows a guy down at the plate to essentially end the game. The Phillies end up winning. Noah Syndergaard, pretty bad in his Phillies debut, if we're going to be honest about it. Five innings pitch, gets the win. Technically a complete game win for Syndergaard. <laughs> so, for what that's worth to you. Uh, Syndergaard goes five innings, gives up 11 hits. It was the most he's given up all year. Uh, gives up four runs, two strikeouts, no walks. You like the no walks, but 11 hits in five innings. Syndergaard looked bad. He really just did not look super effective. And this is, you know... You know, if you listen to the show, I wasn't like super gung-ho on the Syndergaard thing. I'm fine with it. I think they need another arm. It's fine. But um, he is someone who's clearly not the guy he used to be. You know, that that fastball isn't the same. You know, you remember watching Syndergaard back in the day and the you know, the highest average fastball velocity in the sport, that dude would mow them up there and it was, you could see it. You could tell the difference with your eyes. That dude was throwing so hard and... Um, you know, it looks different now. You know, it just doesn't have the same bite, the same effectiveness. That Washington Nationals lineup, let's just quickly, just to uh, remind you, is playing Victor Robles, Luis Garcia, Luke Voigt, Yadiel Hernandez, Kiebert Ruiz, Thomas, Palacios, Michael Franco, Cesar Hernandez. Like a horrendous, horrendous lineup. A minor league lineup for all intents and purposes. And they were able to really hit Syndergaard. Again, 11 hits. So many balls put in play. And oh, by the way, I totally forgot about the stolen base thing with Syndergaard. <laughs> it's going to get annoying for those who don't know. No, Syndergaard, the worst maybe I've ever seen. Certainly the worst in baseball in terms of holding runners on first base. There's just something when he's in the stretch where he just doesn't have the pickoff move. He can't keep guys there. And, and again, Michael Franco stole a base on him last night. Like, dude. I might be as fast as Michael Franco. I'm not, but like, I'm not far off. Like, Michael Franco should not be stealing a base against anybody in baseball. It was unsurprisingly his first stolen base of the year. Thomas had a stolen base as well, his third of the year. Um, not great. I forgot about that thing with Syndergaard. And on the whole, Syndergaard was just not great last night. He was bad. Um, and look, I think it, it resets, you know, what people should think about Noah Syndergaard, right? He's not Thor anymore. He's not that guy. I think. Honestly, I would trust Kyle Gibson on the hill more than Syndergaard. I think Gibson has more swing and miss stuff. Like, Gibson's got some some nastiness. And as we've talked about with Gibson, you know, he is frustrating. But it does seem like it's just a bad inning for Gibson here and there. You know, I feel like the vast majority of innings he pitches, he's good. But he will, um, 
you know, he'll kind of blow up. It'll be like three innings, three clean innings, and then you get into the third, and then he'll give up, you know, five runs. And it's like, oh, three innings, five runs. When it really wasn't that bad until that inning, um, not to excuse that. Look, Kyle Gibson's a five for a reason, but I would take Gibson over Syndergaard personally. You know, just that's me. Um, I think he, he is a, a nastier pitcher right now. But regardless, um, you know, I think Syndergaard it resets the expectation. Like, he is the four or five guy, not the three guy, you know, pretty clearly. And uh, and he was bad last night, just flat out bad. Luckily, the Phillies scored enough runs to win it. Um, Hoskins two for two at the homer. Bohm two for one, uh, one for two with the homer and three RBIs. Schwarber had a big hit late to score a big run. Brandon Marsh coming in goes one for two and scores the first run of the game for the Phillies. Um, nice base running from Marshy out there. That was exciting to see. A nice little left-handed swing there that I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed to see as uh, you know, we'll see um, uh, how it goes. But I'm I'm excited about having Marsh here. It was fun to have those guys in the lineup. And again, you'll take a, a five four win in four and a half anytime you can get it, right? <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? It's a wins a wins a wins a win, and it was a it was a much neat one. It was a nice one, especially with the Cardinals winning a, a double header yesterday to to keep pace as they've been rained out the night before. So. Um, 57 and 48, the Phillies, the Brewers, the Cardinals, all tied right now as we head into a, you know, the rest of this four-game series against the Nats this weekend. Everyone rested. You get to rest the bullpen last night, which is a nice byproduct of that rainout. You know, so you should feel very good heading into this weekend series against Washington. You got some guys on the hill. We'll get to that coming up. Um, one other thing, though, from last night that I wanted to, to mention and, and shout out. The fact that, and look, I think he was going to do it for nine innings. The game ended, but, but you know, he stayed for the rain delay. Like, the fact that Bryce Harper was just in the booth last night with T-Mac and, and Kruk was exhilarating. <laughs> it was so cool to see Bryce do that. I mean, this is one of the biggest baseball stars on the planet. And he just decided to hang out in the booth all game. Like, sure. Awesome. <laughs> really, really cool. Um, and I think, you know, the, the biggest takeaway is there was one specific micro takeaway. I guess it's major. It's not micro micro in sense of like a player takeaway, but more on a, a macro sense about Harper in the booth. You know, my biggest takeaway from listening to him is just, man, does anyone love baseball as much as Bryce Harper? I, I, I honestly don't think there is a human out there who, who loves baseball and whose life is wrapped up in this sport more than this guy. I mean, he is just so, so clearly in love with the game. He's so knowledgeable about the game. He clearly loves to talk about the game. He has opinions about the game. It was, it was really nice to hear that. You know, it was really, you don't get that opportunity that often to hear a, a true blue superstar in the game commenting on the game he plays because, you know, it's usually when they're retired, right? Like, like, like most guys when they're playing are, you know, I don't know, on the field playing and can't do that. And to be able to get Harper in there during this time where, you know, before he returns and, Hopefully that's sooner rather than later with the pins coming out and him working on the swing and all that's very exciting stuff. But it was great to hear him in the booth last night. I just thought that was a really neat thing that he decided to do that the Phillies got him to do however it played out. Like I think that was a real treat for fans. And I appreciate him being willing to give up his time like that and do that and put himself out there like that because he's not a professional commentator. <laughs> he's a professional baseball player. Um, and to sit in that booth with those guys and – you know, talk like that and go through that whole thing, I thought was was a really, really cool thing for Bryce Harper to do. Now the micro thing, which could be major. Um, one comment stood out to me the whole game out of all the things Bryce Harper said, and it was talked about on Twitter and all that, but Bryce Harper, when talking about his favorite baseball player in the whole sport, made it very clear, there's no question who it is. It's Trey Turner, <laughs> his former teammate in Washington, of course, 
current superstar for the Dodgers, one of the best players in baseball, legitimately. Um, literally, one of the best players in baseball. Trey Turner is a, a, a flat-out superstar. Uh, and also, coincidentally, someone who is a free agent this offseason, someone who Buster Olney has already been strongly linking the Phillies to, and other people have said they think there is a real chance Trey Turner is a Philly this offseason. And, you know, dude, that's all I'll say. I mean, dude. And, you know, it would be, um, look, they got a lot of money coming off the books this offseason, right? You got Gene coming off. You got Didi coming off, obviously. Gone, but coming off. Um, you know, you got a few other guys coming off. There should be some opportunity for the Phillies to potentially make a big push for a guy. You know, and, and no one better than Turner. Now, you know, you could say, look, you know, this way of building a team can be a little concerning, right? I mean, we're just getting a bunch of big money guys, <laughs> and that, that is dangerous that you need to fill in the holes. But, you know, I think when it's for a guy like Trey Turner, uh, and, you know, if you're going to pair him with Harper for the next you know, five years plus, obviously it's longer, um, I think you do that in a second. I mean, Trey Turner is is a superstar. And you put Trey Turner and Harper and Schwarber and, you know, Castellanos, a, a fixed Castellanos, hopefully, in the lineup with all these other dudes that you got, the Stots, the Marshes, the this, the that, whatever. I mean, I think you're looking at a team that is a real World Series type contender. You know, if you can hang on to your staff and maybe add and bolster there. I mean, that's like a, that's a real deal World Series team. And, uh. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I think it was definitely notable. And look, Trout did the whole, you know, tr- or, uh, Harper did the whole Trout thing when his introductory press conference, and obviously that didn't end up happening. So, you know, far from uh, a given or anything. But it was not not interesting that Bryce Harper openly admitted that Trey Turner is his favorite player on the sport on the Phillies broadcast. That's all I'm saying. Guy's free agent. Just interesting. That's it. Um, all right. Uh, and again, ultimately, a really big win last night. And uh, even if we didn't, See them celebrate on the field. They do in the game. And uh, first game for Marsh as well. You know, Noah Syndergaard, not a sterling uh, introduction to Philadelphia, but he does get a win. He was fine. He got through the game. And uh, and, and Brandon Marsh, nice little, you know, uh, welcome to Philly. You know, singles in his first at bat, comes around to score their first run of the game. It was just um, a nice job. Really, it was a nice job. I was uh, I was impressed with uh, Marshy out there. He looked good. Um, it's great to see as they desperately need him to to be good with the years of control and the future and and all that it would be such a boon for this club if Brandon Marsh can turn into something special um and uh you know we'll see we'll see where it goes but I'm 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 very bullish this morning on the Phillies I'm really excited yesterday was a big day you know they 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 make a move like releasing Didi that they never do and they win a game that they you know I feel like we don't get the lucky breaks like that, right? We don't get the rain out in our favor. We don't get Nick Castellanos gunning at a guy at home plate to end the game, you know, a short game. You don't get that stuff as much. And this season, things are going our way in spots where they have. And again, the Nick Castellanos home run from a couple nights ago, like we talked about, like things that we wouldn't expect to happen are happening for this Phillies team based on the last decade plus of experience. And that that's that's thrilling, Nine games above 500. We got a real baseball team here in Philadelphia for the first time in a long time. Like a real baseball team that can win. It's thrilling. I can't get enough. <laughs> if they win tonight, they're 10 games over 500. The Phillies, think about that. It's crazy. 
so unexpected with this team. I'm I'm so happy. And again, with Harper out, finding ways to win games, it's been um, it's been really impressive. And this group deserves credit. And it's it's freaking exciting to have a Phillies team that I don't feel ashamed of. You know, it's awesome to have a Phillies team that I can look at and say those guys make me proud when they play baseball. I don't have to watch angst-ridden or or fear-ridden at what's going to happen because I trust this baseball team. What a unique feeling for us. This is thrilling. This is exciting. Embrace it. It's going to be a fun last month and a half, two months of the season, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. And it starts tonight and this weekend. Kyle Gibson on the against Josiah Gray. Gibby better make me look good after I say he's better than Syndergaard. Do it, Gibby. Uh, Josiah Gray, the best pitcher they'll face this weekend. Tomorrow, Ranger Suarez back, maybe, against Patrick Corbin. And then Nola against a guy named Abbott on Sunday. Uh, Corey Abbott, who looks like uh, looks like an opener. So, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, definitely not a, uh, a star. He did throw five innings in his last start. Five innings, no runs against the Mets. So, you know, we'll see. That was That's a nice outing. But ultimately, I think you feel good about the matchups for the Phillies this weekend. Hopefully, they can capitalize on the Nats. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to react to it all on Monday. So until then, everyone have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.